Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Good Shepherd Weekly. My name is Matt Murphy. I'm the lead pastor here at Good Shepherd, and I'm joined today by Michael Jeter. Hey, everybody. Michael is our worship pastor here, and I'm um, looking at his smiling face. Uh, we are just so encouraged to be together, and uh, we want to remind you that this podcast is designed to help encourage you and help you connect with the Lord during the week. So we are going to take a, a different approach in the next couple of months as we have some conversations about living as a disciple of Christ and a disciple maker in 2020. Um, 2020 has been a unique year, right, Michael? Yes. Unlike any other in recent history, um, just to name a few things, a worldwide pandemic, escalating racial tension, a heated national election, just it, it seems like those are some of the big things, but there's many other things that are happening, many big events, many unknown situations, many lifestyle, major lifestyle adjustments and transformations. So let me ask you, Michael, what are some keywords when you think about 2020, just in general, what are some keywords that come to mind? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think the first word would be uncertain. Uh, people want to know well, what's what's going to happen. Well, what are we going to do? Ambiguous would be a really good word, and probably just unclear uh, would would be another one that I would I would think of. And and even just managing all the other tensions that go along with that. Yeah, I mean, those words bring to mind things for me too. You know, in my own life personally, uh, with family, uh, church, just socially. So. What what has 2020 in in a personal way? What has 2020 been like for you? What are some things that have maybe happened or transpired this year in your life that are unique to previous years? Yeah, so February 1st of 2020, uh, we became uh, the full-time worship pastors here at Good Shepherd, which was awesome. And then yep. uh, probably a month later, uh, COVID hit. Everybody went into quarantine, which totally uh, changed everything for us, just, just being mm -hmm. new in a church. You, those, those first few months are so special in, in building relationships with people. So, okay, that, that part's gone. What are we going to do? Then we go to home church for two months and it's like this whole new way of doing church. And, and then the same thing, everyone, there's this, there's a certain amount of like disconnect that's happening in that. And then we go back to church for a few weeks, which is great. Yeah. All right. We get yeah. into a rhythm and then COVID hits us personally at the church. We have another couple of weeks where we're um, kind of out and then we're back in. And now I feel like we're, I know personally, we're starting to find that rhythm uh, of just what this year is looking like. And honestly, we're just kind of being prepared for whatever's next because there still is that uncertain what is going to happen. So um, yeah. Yeah. So in and out, in and out, uh, what you want is some rhythm, but it seems that there is no rhythm. And uh, the Lord has been, you know, at times and seasons helping us to find some sort of rhythm personally in church, work, socially. So uh, what what about you uh, in, in the way God has been revealing himself? So 2020, everybody has unique sets of circumstances, things that are happening in their life, maybe things that aren't happening that they thought would happen. A lot of plans got changed and canceled <laughs> So how has God been revealing himself to you in these situations? How has he been manifesting his word to you 
What are some things that you've been really hearing from God in his word, through his spirit, that you've been really hanging on to, meditating on during this year? Yeah, sure. I would think the the first word uh, would be receiving his love. And I think there's been such an outpouring, even in the transition of, of kind of being isolated and being at home, there's just been an, an outpouring of, of love uh, to our family just through God's people. And I, I just love the picture of the church working that way. Though we are um, separated by space, it, mm-hmm. it didn't keep people from really reaching out and, and loving us. So, so grateful for that and just to see God revealing that in our lives. And secondly, uh, through his word, and I'm always, and I don't know about you guys, but uh, I love Proverbs. You know, you can read one for every day of the month, and it, it's such a good thing to do. If you don't know what else to read, Proverbs is a good place to start. Good start. So I was in Revelation chapter 5. Let me read it for you, because when I read it, I'm like, I don't know, what does this even mean? Uh, verse 6 says, Then I saw one like a slaughtered lamb standing in the midst of the throne, and the four living Christians and among the elders. And this is where it gets funky. It says, and he had seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. And I'm thinking, you know, in my layman, isn't there only like one spirit, Lord? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So if you go to Isaiah chapter 11, it really starts to describe the Holy Spirit operating in its sevenfold activity, kind of mm-hmm. the manifold, you know, working of that. It's the, yeah. the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And I'm like, that's good stuff. And then I start reading Proverbs and it was like the Holy Spirit was given this like new insight and direction, but also like the power to accomplish those things. Like you right. read Proverbs and you're like, well, that's a, those are good things to live by. Good wisdom. But yeah. sometimes it's really hard to actually walk that out without the Holy Spirit. And now when you're reading like in, in chapter 16, it says a person's heart plans his way, his direction but the Lord determines his steps hmm. through the leading. If we're spirit led in those moments, we know that like the Lord is going to lead us in the path of life. Then you can look in verse 25 and see it in a whole new way. There's a way that seems right to a man, to a person, but it's end is the way to death. Hmm. And for me, it's just been so um, active. Like I, I see the Holy spirit moving in that. And now for me, when I read Proverbs, I see the power in it. It's not just some really nice wisdom saying that I can kind of remind myself of. It is now I have the power to accomplish and walk in that. So yeah, it's interesting that you brought up that scripture, uh, Proverbs sixteen nine. You know, a man plans his ways, the Lord directs his steps. That was really uh, a huge truth in my life. Right after, right at the end of college, when I was being what I believe redirected by the Lord to go from med school into something uniquely different. And I had no idea what. And so I was just kind of on pause, waiting, waiting, waiting. And, and God stirred me up through uh, another older lady who shared that scripture with me that, uh, Hey, I need to, to make plans. I need to, to be active in following God and let him direct those steps as I'm on my way, you know? And so, um, those are like taking action, like Proverbs, it's not just something to think about, like you said, right? It's something that we act on. Mm-hmm. It's wisdom to yeah. act on by the power of the Holy Spirit. So good. So in a, in a real practical way, because that's really what living for Christ is, is not just theoretical. It's not just, you know, 
figurative. It's real. It's it's active. We are doing. We're speaking. So, what are some ways that, as God has been speaking to you about restoration, has been speaking to you about wisdom in action? What are some ways in which He's calling you to take action? What do those steps look like? Maybe both from a, a clearing out perspective and a putting in place. Yeah, I think. For myself uh, in this season, being able to, um, we, we talked about rhythms, uh, and I think finding a balance, you know, as a believer of of, of doing and, and just being is really important. Like for me, um, being a, a, a pastor in a new church, it's really important that it is, it's a quality over quantity kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I can't give everyone you know, five minutes of my time, I think that's going to be effective and being able to know that, Hey, I probably need to be intentional and clear out some time for, for those, um, you know, God, God puts people on your heart and we have to be obedient to that, you know, to be able to reach out. There's a reason for that. And the same thing in my own life with my family, you know, uh, my relationship with my wife and my children being able to make intentional time for them. Yeah. That, that is, that is the treasure that God has entrusted me with. So to be able to, um, steward that well, God is so pleased. And that really gives me the, the energy, uh, to do uh, the other things that he's called me to do. Okay. So you were telling me earlier about being intentional with your plans. So what might that look like with your wife, with your kids uh, yeah. on a certain day of the week? Well, I love, and I like my wife a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, I think it's really important. Um, it, we do it pretty much every single week to carve out time to do a date night or just mm-hmm. get away from the kids with just me and Paige and be able to just to check in and make sure that um, things are good. Sometimes you need to look at the check engine light and just, just make sure that things are uh, as they should be. And if they're not, it's opportunities to talk about that. Because I think a lot of times what happens is we wait too long. Mm-hmm. You know, you, your, your check engine light has been on for six or eight months. And if you would have just taken that time to just, yeah, you know, how are you doing? You know, how, how are we doing? You know, to ask those questions, sometimes we get so prideful. We don't want to ask. Right. Cause we may know the answer. We may not have done really great <laughs> in yeah. the husband department that week, but I think it's important every time to make that, that room. And even as a, as a father, um, we do a couple things, you know, practically every week we, we started a Monday movie night, which my two year old daughter like she knows it's coming. She's like, movie night, movie night. I mean, she says it almost every night because she's hoping for popcorn and chocolate. That's what yeah, she wants. That's what she wants. Um, but we do that every week. And then our Saturdays are really built around family, being able to take time sometime in that day, whether we take the kids to get a donut or take them to the park. We're really um, intentional about doing that. Yeah. And I think that word keeps coming back. But if, if you're not intentional about it, it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, it might happen every once in a while, but th- that's something that, that needs to, you know, as far as in priorities needs to be really high up there. Right. So that's a good, that's a good perspective. Being intentional is not just trying to be all in, in the moment. That's good. But being intentional, meaning having foresight, planning ahead, like making these days, these conversations, this time spent together a priority. Because I can say the same is true for me, you know, just daily connection with our wives, um, you know, but also having time like once a week, uh, if maybe more, (laughs) where it's it's really just, yeah, (laughs) thank you, Lord, (laughs) where it's just time to really talk and and see how one another's doing, you know. 
um, not just try to recover from the days before, but just think and dream and laugh and just enjoy time together. Uh, and the same with the kids, you know, uh, I mean, your kids are younger, my kids are, are older, but time with them collectively and time with them individually is always super important. What, uh, what about other ways, um, just as a friend, as you mentioned being a pastor, but you also talked about your priority of, of family in that. So what, what are some, are there some areas where God's really pinpointing, Hey, I want you to do this. I want you to cut back here. I want you to, to, to do these things. Yeah. Uh, I've always been, I like to think I, I do, but when the Lord puts somebody on my heart, especially when it, when it comes to the context of, of my friendships, mm-hmm. I do my best to reach out, you know, and a lot of times that could be a phone call, but, but sometimes depending on just where people are at, there's an opportunity to say, Hey, maybe we should grab coffee. So even making time during the week, knowing, I don't, I don't know, everyone's schedule is different, but for me, Thursday afternoons is always a good day to just mm-hmm. keep open for your friends, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's go go play golf today. You know, I have a couple of my friends, like that's a, a way that we get together and you know, yeah, we're golfing, but it always leads into good conversation. And in yeah. the same way, it's just a, a chance for us to kind of check up on, you know, and, and, and lean into each other. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's good. What, just briefly, what about from a, a pastor perspective? Uh, maybe those, you know, someone may not be a pastor, but they may be, uh, have, you know, a leader in the church, they may have some responsibility, you know, what's that like for you in your leadership role with this church? What's, what's, what's one thing that God's really calling your attention to during the season? Yeah, absolutely. So relationships, mm-hmm. uh, that's the most important thing for us right now, because it, it doesn't matter how great of a teacher you are. It doesn't matter how great of a singer or a musician or how creative, how good you shoot videos or all the things that you do. Um, cause at the end of the day that, that will become a want, want, you know, mm-hmm. but Charlie yeah. Brown, like what matters is that you truly care and love people like, um, Christ is calling us to, it says to love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. And that sounds great, but to, uh, to walk and operate in that, um, you, it, it takes work. And, and they're worth it, man. It's the bride of Christ. So to, again, um, just really taking time to, to see people where they're at, not to rush it. And it's not a checklist for me either just to say, well, I called all the people today. Well, if you just called one person mm-hmm. and um, had a chance to really hear them, pray over them, you know, hear where they're at. To me, that that's a win. That that's what I would I would I would rather do that because you know I am uh, definitely an in the moment guy. So sometimes the idea of being a butterfly and going from thing to thing to thing uh, can be appealing. But am I really accomplishing what mm-hmm. I feel like I, I need to do? So yeah, maybe there's some beauty in the free flying butterfly analogy there, but maybe <laughs> maybe not productive. Like you know that God wants you to be at times and. So that requires some diligence as well. Yeah. You know, I see God using you and your wife here and just um, loving on you through the church family and loving through you to the church family as you get to know people. And so I know that takes time. And so we're super, super thankful for just you taking some time today to share with us about, you know, what's been going on in the Jeter household and in your life. And so um, we have a new series coming up this Sunday where we are going to start looking at 
specifically what the word disciple means as a noun and a verb. So we're going to start that September the 6th. So I encourage you to come and and be a part of the service if you're able to or catch us online. Uh, We are going to look at what a disciple is and what does it mean to disciple. So both both the noun and the verb of disciple. So, Michael, uh, one last question. How would you define the word disciple? When I, when I say that, like, what comes to mind uh, in the context of following Christ in, in both from an identity and, and, a, and an action? Yeah, I think it means uh, disciple to me is to walk with Christ. And I think to put that in action or in discipling uh, is to walk with other believers, pointing them to Christ, you know. Again, simple, uh, but it isn't always easy. <laughs> right, right. Let's define it simply, but the, the doing is not yeah. always is easy, um, but possible, right? You mentioned the Holy Spirit is empowering us and giving us Absolutely. wisdom. So we're going to be looking at this over the next uh, couple of months, and we encourage you to be a part of what God's doing here at Good Shepherd. And you can catch us on our website as well, goodshepherd.family, uh, the podcast Uh, Today has been a little different, and we'll be like that uh, over the next couple of months, but we encourage you to listen and share it with somebody. Um, Even this morning, we had prayer here at the church from 6 to 7, and God was just working uh, in us and among us and through us. And as we prayed for one another, prayed for uh, the folks in Louisiana who've been really hit hard with uh, the storm and just other things that are going on in the world. So let's just uh, close in prayer, and um, thank you for listening today. We we so value your time and, and trust that God's been ministering to you. So God, thank you for this, this moment, these few moments of just conversation where we can truly uh, hear from you, truly just listen to what your Holy Spirit is saying, even as Michael and I talk, just listening to what you're communicating to our hearts through your word, your voice to us. And I pray, God, as we as we reflect on this year and as we think about the days to come, God, that we would know that we have a firm foundation, that there is certainty in the midst of uncertainty, that there is something to know and someone to know in the midst of all the unknown, that there is solid ground. And so thank you, God, for being that rock of refuge for us. Thank you for equipping us not only to know you, but just like Michael said, to follow you, to go into the world, advancing your kingdom as your disciple, your son, your daughter. So I pray that would happen in a unique and powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Michael, thanks for being on, and uh, we love you guys so much, and uh, look forward to all the Lord's going to do through the Jeter family here in this place. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for having me. All right. God bless everybody. Have a great week. 